evening. Our top story tonight, Bill Belichick is a boomer and he admits to it. Bill Belichick did an interview with the 33rd team, Ari Myrov, earlier today and admitted, yeah, I, I prefer to not pay my coaches. You see, I am interested in not paying my coaches. That's what I did. I didn't get paid when I started back in 1975. So I don't pay my coaches and that's, I promote from within and that's how it works. And that is why the Patriots suck now because Bill Belichick is a boomer stuck in 1975. He is holding back the new England Patriots and we're going to get into why on player profiler today. Bill Belichick started his career as a coach, as a special assistant with the Baltimore Colts back when, before they moved to Indianapolis and before the Cleveland Browns moved to Baltimore and started as the Ravens. That is when Bill Belichick started his career in 1975. And when Bill Belichick started his career, he was working for free. And that was the greatest opportunity ever. He was so happy to work for free. It opened such a great door. And then he got the big promotion to $25 a week, which obviously doesn't scale. I'm not going to go into that part of it, but he was happy to work for free and believes, well, I was happy to work for free in 1975. So other people should be happy to work for free in 2023. You look at Josh McDaniels, you look at Matt Patricia, you look at the coaches in Cleveland. A lot of them, they all worked for free. Well, that's kind of easy to do when Josh McDaniel's dad is friends with Nick Saban. So obviously there's some money and some connection there. And Nick Saban gets Josh McDaniel's in with Bill Belichick. It's a lot easier to work for free when you have a support system behind you. When you have parents at your back that are willing to support you, let you live at home, pay for your apartment, whatever it is. When you have parents with money, like Josh McDaniels, like possibly Matt Patricia, like all these other interns that are able to work for free, it's a lot easier. Because regular people can't work for free. Regular people. They need, I don't know, food, place to live. They need to survive. So Bill Belichick is just happy to hire all of these people that they're willing to work for free. And that creates a selection bias because the people who are able to work for free are people who usually come from affluent backgrounds, people who do not need to work for a living because they are taken care of, or at least can do it for a limited period of time until they are able to make money. So you get more opportunity for rich kids, more opportunity for coaches' kids. And, oh, of course Bill Belichick is fine with not paying his coaches because, oh, I'll just hire all my kids. I'll just employ Steve and whoever else I have. What, is there four Belichicks now working for him at this point? Plus all the other family members of other coaches that he's hired? Yeah, it's a lot easier to move up in the ranks, and it's a lot easier to work for free when your dad is Bill Belichick and can afford your rent. You don't have to worry about where your next meal is going to come from because Daddy Belichick has me. I'm covered. And this is nothing against his kids. This is not to say that they aren't working hard. This is to say that Bill Belichick 
is setting himself up for failure by selectively picking people who can afford to work for free. You are selecting people from privileged backgrounds and you are eliminating a whole bunch of people who cannot afford to work a full-time job for free. So pay your employees and cronyism, which is rampant across the NFL. Everyone hires everybody else's kids because they're all willing to work for free because daddy has them because they make millions of dollars. And this is why the New England Patriots suck now. This is not a meritocracy. Bill Belichick thinks it is. Well, I'm picking the people that are willing to work for free. Those are the best people. No, they're not. They are a selective group of people who can afford to do it. Most oftentimes, you're friends. And it's not a meritocracy. That is the beauty or what is supposed to be the beauty of professional sports. The beauty of the NFL is the cream always rises to the top, as Randy Savage once said. But with Bill Belichick, no. I'll, I'll hire my kid. My kid can do it. And this is the problem with the modern day New England Patriots is there is no vision. There is no one bringing new ideas in to say, hey, this is really an antiquated system. You shouldn't hire Matt Patricia as your offensive coordinator. Joe Judge shouldn't be a part-time quarterback coach. These people don't deserve the jobs they have, but well, I can pay them less. So that's good. And Bill Belichick, he has proven in this one little interview, we already knew it. We already knew that Tom Brady was the secret sauce for the New England Patriots. That's why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were so great. And that's why the Patriots have stunk. But for Bill Belichick to just come out and admit to the world that he is a boomer stuck in 1975, well, now we know for sure why the Patriots suck now. And to go on top of that, Aaron Rodgers actually rejected a trade to the New England Patriots this offseason. Yes, found that out today. A report from Fox Sports as well. Don't know why. Don't know the reasoning behind it. It could be the fact that the offensive roster is bad, that they don't have a right tackle, that the pass-catching core has no alpha no standout player at all because Bill Belichick is such an egomaniac that he is the general manager and not a good one either. <sighs> the Patriots, they suck and they deserve to because Bill Belichick is a boomer. But before we move on to the rest of the NFL, we do have a special word from the one, from the only, from the pod father. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team, this is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. 
It's all there. It's five bucks in the App Store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing, and it's going to be well worth it. It's worth it when you invest in yourself. Bill Belichick calls working for free investing in yourself. Can't really invest in yourself for free when you can't afford to eat, Bill Belichick. But enough about the Patriots and no longer being a meritocracy. The Los Angeles Rams are a meritocracy, at least in the backfield under Sean McVay, because Cam Akers, they've come out and said it. Cam Akers is going to be a huge part of the Rams and a central figure on offense. He capitalized on a lot of the momentum that he had built up to end the season. He is primed to have a good year. This is all coming from Sean McVay. And let's be honest, Sean McVay, he lies a lot, tells a lot of untruths. It's coach speak, but the Rams have shown us with their moves what they think of Cam Akers. Cam Akers was an absolute bell cow down the stretch, finishing as an RB1 in four of his final six games. Cam Akers is ready to take on the full load for the Los Angeles Rams. Kyron Williams is competing to be the relief back with Zach Evans. Neither of them are a threat to Cam Akers. This is his backfield. J.K. Dobbins wishes he could say the same with the Baltimore Ravens. Justice Hill has been operating as the lead back because J.K. Dobbins is not at practice. J.K. Dobbins did not show up to minicamp. And granted, he has the injury that he can use, the knee, to say, I'm not quite ready yet. But the reports are out that J.K. Dobbins is holding in. He is at the Ravens facility, but not practicing, using the injury as an excuse because he wants a new contract. Best of luck to you, J.K. Dobbins. There is a 0% chance that a player that has barely played a full season of football is going to get a contract extension before the final year. It's just not going to happen. Sorry, J.K. Dobbins, but you're going to have to play out this final year of your deal. I wish running backs were treated better across the NFL. I wish the running backs made more money, but J.K. Dobbins holding out isn't moving the needle. There's going to need some sort of collective action across the running back position in order for things to change. Because the way things work right now, each individual holdout doesn't really make a difference. Sure, maybe the Giants cave and give Saquon a little bit of extra. Maybe they do give him $14 million a year for two or three years, but it's not moving the needle. Other running backs are going to continue to be underpaid. Look at the veteran market we have right now. J.K. Dobbins holding in isn't going to make a lick of difference. He's just got to go out there and hopefully earn a big contract next offseason. But even then, we'll see what the market looks like next year. Bunch of running backs hitting free agency, though. So maybe they work together, agree to a certain price tag that they won't go beneath. Speaking of the Ravens, though, there is a player that might get a contract extension. It's right guard Kevin Zeitler. He also skipped mandatory minicamp, but he's a veteran. He is at the age where he can say, no, I'm considering retirement. And so he did show up, just didn't practice, didn't participate. He is holding in. He's hoping for a bigger deal, but he also kind of understands, eh, I'm at the back end of my career. I don't need minicamp. I'm in my 30s. 
I'm good. I'll show up. I'll work out. But I don't need to take these bumps and bruises right now. I will wait. And that's what we're seeing from a lot of veterans across the NFL. And Dominic and Sue isn't signing until after training camp. A lot of players just don't want to go for training camp anymore because they know they don't need it as much. Final update from the running back position. We do have an update from, <laughs> and geez, Louise, camera has cut out. Let's see if we can get it back. But we do have an update on Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is talking with the Washington Commanders. Kareem Hunt, there we go. Hello, I am back. Kareem Hunt, Commanders, they're talking. And that's an interesting connection. Eric Bieniemy did work with Kareem Hunt back in Kansas City all those years ago. He was a little bit lower in the pecking order. He wasn't the offense coordinator. He's probably quarterback. He's probably the running back coach then, actually. Ooh, that adds another layer. Eric Bieniemy and Kareem Hunt, if he does sign, uh, I don't know if that's great news for Antonio Gibson, but then it's also bad news for Brian Robinson and really bad news for Chris Rodriguez because he could just get straight up cut from the team. And speaking of running backs that Eric Bieniemy worked with, Isaiah Pacheco is not looking good right now. He is hoping to return midway through training camp. He has a torn labrum in his shoulder and a broken hand as well. Both required surgery after the season. He gritted through it during the season, but Isaiah Pacheco taking some time to heal. The good news is he's not losing any work to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Isaiah Pacheco already beat the brakes off him. Bad news, Daenerik Prince, the undrafted free agent, he's getting a lot of work, and he's reportedly looking pretty damn good, a big athletic running back. And there was a little bit of hope. Obviously, it wasn't going to be a full-on leap forward, but there was a little bit of hope Isaiah Pacheco could get more involved in the passing game, even with Jarek McKinnon back. Maybe he could go from one target a game to two, but... Missing out on training camp isn't going to help him. Isaiah Pacheco looking to get healthy. Same with Chase Claypool, but by all accounts, the Chicago Bears have kind of given up on Chase Claypool, or at least the way he is acting right now, the way he has performed throughout the offseason. The Chicago Bears don't see Chase Claypool as someone who is very self-motivated, someone that will work hard on his own. And now he's got all these little bumps and bruises. Hmm. Sounds like there is trouble in paradise with Chase Claypool and the Chicago Bears. What a mistake that trade was. Not a mistake was drafting Jackson Smith and Jigba. Not a mistake was having Jackson Smith and Jigba take it easy throughout OTAs and minicamp, resting up that hamstring. Because remember, he hadn't played a whole lot of football in the last year. Jackson Smith and Jigba feels like he is ready to go. He's going to be 100%, 100% participation for training camp. Can't wait to see it. So where will you be drafting Jackson Smith and Jigba in the FFPC? Hey, you know, people always ask me, what's the World Series of Fantasy? What's the Super Bowl of Fantasy? And it's easy. It's the FFPC. Their signature players championship has a $6 million prize pool. And their best ball leagues start in February. And they're the answer to so many questions. Hey, what's the best place to get a Dynasty Orphan? Well, you can adopt a Dynasty Orphan at the FFPC right now. There's more orphans at the FFPC than anywhere else on the internet. That's why we partner with them. So if you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes... 
You love Dynasty, you love Best Ball, you love Seasonal Leagues. All types of fantasy footballers need to go to the FFPC and remember, use promo code UNDERWORLD. Promo code UNDERWORLD gets you $25 off your first team. Promo code UNDERWORLD, $25 off your first team, no matter what the format is, at the FFPC. Go get it. Go get it over at the FFPC. We love the FFPC currently doing a draft with the rest of the player profiler squad. It has been an interesting one. I didn't expect to end up stacking Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I've got Chris Godwin because I it was just at a point. Well, Chris Godwin, he, he's the best player available by far. I got to take him. And the same thing happened with Mike Evans. And then at that point, I kind of needed a QB three. I'm one of those people in super flex. I want a QB three. This league was super competitive at getting QB three. And so I had to settle on Baker Mayfield. I was kind of left at a point, Mac Jones or Baker Mayfield, because I have all the Buccaneers. I bit the bullet on Baker. Should I draft Kyle Trask just to be safe? Let me know. I also have Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers as my quarterbacks, running back Nick Chubb, David Montgomery, Alvin Kamara, auto-drafted Tajay Spears, I was away from the computer working, auto-drafted him, didn't like that. But I also got Leonard Fournette, who I kind of like that pick. And that receiver, Justin Jefferson, stacked with Kirk Cousins, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans, stacked with Baker Mayfield. Brandon Cooks, who I absolutely love with the Dallas Cowboys, then took Sky Moore, Rondell Moore as my upside wide receivers. And then at tight end, took George Kittle early, took Cole Komet pretty early as well, got my starter, got my backup, and now have four picks left. So I will show you my entire roster. I'm sure there will be an article about this after the fact, but we love the FFPC, bottom line. Unfortunate news out of the University of Colorado, Deion Sanders, Coach Deion, Coach Primetime, is in danger of losing his foot due to medical complications. We wish Coach Deion the best. We wish him all of the healing energy that we possibly can. Get well soon, Coach Prime. We will keep you updated on this story and how it will affect the Colorado Buffaloes this coming season. Also, we have an update on Sky Moore. Sky Moore is making a good jump, according to Andy Reid. Sky Moore is impressing the head coach. He has been one of the higher targeted receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs. What does higher targeted mean? Eh, that's kind of a cop out, I would say, but. He is indeed showing up, showing out. It appears that Andy Reid is happy with Sky Moore. He was benched at the end of last year on punt returns, at least. Was fumbling, couldn't get it done, couldn't hang on to the football. But it appears that Sky Moore is ready for that year to leap. And the Chiefs really kind of need him to. Because right now, they've got Kadarius Toney, who's never been a wide receiver one in his career. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the field stretcher. They need Skymore to step up. But either way, Patrick Mahomes is here. Patrick Mahomes, that's who. The Chiefs, of course, had their ring ceremony last night. They got their rings. And a day after Jamar Chase says, Pat who? When asked, well, Joe Burrow said that Patrick Mahomes or Pat is the best player in the NFL. Pat who? 
that is who Patrick Mahomes, unlike anybody else. Hey, you like that video? Be sure to subscribe and activate those alerts so you get notified as soon as new videos drop. And be sure to check out playerprofiler.com. We have all the tools for you to dominate every type of fantasy league. We have a draft kit, Dynasty Deluxe, Data Analysis, DFS Dominator, and don't forget the player rankings to rule them all.